This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Well, it's an 0-2 start for the Edmonton Oilers. They are swept in their season-opening home-and-home series with the Vancouver Canucks. 4-3 is the final tonight. Casey DeSmith, very good night in net for the Canucks. 37 saves. They've updated the final shot total to 40-16 in favor of the Edmonton Oilers. Sam Lafferty with a strong, quick net drive early in the third. That turned out to be the game winner. The Oilers... Tons of chances in this one. They scored a couple of power play goals in the second period. 18 shots in total in the second period, but they cannot get the victory. So the Oilers are 0-2 for the first time since the start of the 2018-19 season. That was uh, not one that uh, ultimately turned out to be very good for the Oilers. So uh, that is the final damage tonight. Full marks to the Canucks, who uh, despite being scored on in the first minute of the game, had a pretty strong first period. Dreisaitl scored 42 seconds into the game. How are the Oilers going to come out tonight? Well, they came out pretty well. An energetic shift by Dreisaitl, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins. They had four shots on goal in 42 seconds. Dreisaitl scored, but as that period wore on, the uh, Canucks were were better, worked harder, got a lot of chances, and had a 2-1 lead after two. Oilers turned the tables in the second period. The Lafferty goal in the third. And then the Oilers kept putting pucks on the net but couldn't break through a a key moment in this one as well. They had a two-man advantage for 52 seconds halfway through the third period. Uh, Couldn't cash in, and Vancouver gets out of here with the victory. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live in Studio 99 for Heartland Ford. Overtime open line. Well, Rob, uh, disappointing start, obviously, to get swept by uh, a division rival. And lots of chances tonight as opposed to two nights ago, but still similar result. Well, it was a much better effort. Um, uh, the Oilers, especially after uh, the, the first period, dominated this hockey game in, in possession. They had a number of power plays. The Canucks tried giving it away a number of times by taking silly penalties. Normally that comes back to bite you. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks got fantastic goaltending. They got a very timely goal in the third period by Lafferty. That was a wonderful play, and, and you... It was a nice play to start with. I mean, the other fact that it was Ekholm that he was able to beat just makes it that much more impressive. And after that, it was just desperation. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks did everything they could to keep the puck out of the net. And there were some key moments in this game when the Canucks had a one-goal lead, a save on Holloway, a wonderful save by DeSmith on Holloway. He got the puck in the slot, got everything on it, toe save, and there was three face-off wins when the Oilers were on the power play late in the game. Two of them by J.T. Miller, who won on his forehand against Leon on his backhand. Most players can't beat Leon if you give them two chances at it. And in comes J.T. Miller on his forehand. He wins a couple big faces, face-offs, which killed 
I don't know, 20, 30 seconds where the power play time, which allowed the Vancouver Canucks to escape some silly penalties and escape with two points. Yeah, and uh, the Oilers did cash in a couple of times on the power play, but I mentioned the uh, the two-man advantage opportunity they couldn't score on would have tied the game, and then uh, really a man advantage for the last two and a half minutes because uh, they pulled the goalie and, and couldn't get it done. The, the final power play damage tonight for Conlon Motorsports will help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. The Oilers wind up going two for seven. Uh, so still a decent percentage, but they didn't get another one that they needed. And, and Vancouver won for three. Now, they, they didn't have as many opportunities, but they got a big power play goal to tie the game halfway through the first period. Uh, and now the, the Canucks get four power play goals, three for six the other night, one for three tonight. So, well, I guess the Oilers are better than 50% early on the PK, uh, but not much. And that plagued the Oilers at times last year, or especially early as well. They couldn't kill penalties. Yeah, it did. And uh, their penalty killing wasn't good. And the one thing that we've seen a lot of teams do nowadays, and they scored at both 5-on-5 five five and on the power play, is just getting pucks on net. And the, the Oilers have not done a good job of getting in shooting lanes. So you see a Quinn Hughes at the back. He's just throwing everything he has at the net, looking for a tip, looking for a screen. And in the two games, probably five goals that were scored just from the point, throwing pucks on net. So the Oilers aren't doing a good enough job. And that's big on the penalty kill. You've got to get in the shooting lane. And for the Oilers, especially, it's not like it's a Bouchard you're trying to block. So it's not one that when Quinn Hughes is winding up, it's going to be a bomb and this might break something. The Oilers just didn't do a good enough job getting in shooting lanes, which allowed the... Vancouver Canucks to score a couple big power play goals this in this two-game set, and the Oilers have got to figure that out. They, they, they if if they want to chase what they want to chase, which is a division crown, a uh, Western Conference crown, they've got to be much better than you know 50, 60, 70, 80 percent on the penalty kill. They've got to do a, a better job, and they just haven't got it done in the th- first two games of the season. And. I mean, again, very early, um, but I know, I know we already have a couple messages coming in about goal. Interesting how the stats work out. Skinner on Wednesday, 12 saves on 16 shots. Campbell started the game on Wednesday, 12 saves on 16 shots. That was not a goaltending loss. The whole team no. was not good enough, and quite frankly, even if the goalies had been spectacular on Wednesday, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, you would have had to save seven goals to, to, to tie yeah. that one. Tonight, though, Skinner, 12 saves on 16 shots, and you needed one somewhere. You know, somewhere you're, you're in this game, whether it's the Lafferty play. I, I know a couple were, were tipped. Uh, the 2-on-0 the maybe a little different. No, he has no but, chance on a 2-on-0. Yeah. Um, that was a really nice play, too, on the 2-on-0 by the Vancouver Canucks, but I guess you, when you have all the time in the world, you can do whatever you want. Uh, the Lafferty one is one that you hope would get a big save. Now, again, they're not letting bad goals in but they're not taking any goals away. You're not getting the save that you weren't expecting. And that's what we saw on the other end, is DeSmith made a number of saves that you weren't expecting. Uh, If you're going to go grade-A chances in this hockey game, it's not even close. It's way in favor of the Edmonton Oilers, yet at the end of the night, uh, they're down on the scoreboard. So you need big saves from your goaltender, big moments. The third period, it just changed the way the whole third period rolled. Because now the Vancouver Canucks, when they get that one by Lafferty, now they're just protected. Mm-hmm. They don't have to forecheck. They don't have to take chances. They simply can, in desperation mode, protect the lead, and they did it very well. So 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a goalie controversy, but so far neither goalie has stolen the crease, and that's what we thought coming out of the training camp. Yeah. You know, which one of these goalies is going to steal the crease? Which one is going to force the hand of the coach to give him multiple starts in a row? Well, right now we're going back to Campbell next game simply because neither goaltender yeah. has been fantastic. And having said that, the team in front of them, have not been fantastic either. No, there's some big players I on this team that. that have struggled out of the gate. Now, two games in only, but there's some players that have not played up to the potential they're capable of playing. Well, at. I would agree with that. As, as the Canucks beat the Oilers 4-3, that's a $300 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're given 100 bucks every time the Oilers score, so 400 on the season. But, but I would agree with that. I, I think if you looked at these six periods, You'd say, okay, the Oilers had two good ones. The, the second today and the third today. Mm-hmm. Though you still didn't score enough. And even in those, uh, there, there are some things to be... Des- and, and we even said after the, f- the first period tonight, they're, they're not... No, it did increase. And they did have the puck a lot. Yep. But, but the, they weren't as desperate as the Canucks on the whole for these two games. I, 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 I agree. Even, Rob, I would even say it's not even close. I agree. I, I, I do believe... Uh, the Vancouver Canucks have to play more desperate than the Oilers just because their lineup probably isn't as strong as the Edmonton Oilers lineup. So they have to play with the desperation, and they have. And uh, there were some plays late in the game where guys are diving to get just tip the puck past uh, an Oiler player, getting in shooting lanes, guys sprawling in front of their net, make sure the pass doesn't go across, uh, winning faceoffs. I mean, that's a desperation play. Winning face when you're down five on three. You're desperate to win that draw just to alleviate the pressure for just a few seconds. And the Canucks were better at that. And I, I, I just think the Oilers, it's something they're going to have to learn as they continue going on this season. There's not going to be an easy night. They are the marker for all the other teams to judge themselves against. They are the team everyone is favored to win the Stanley Cup. And I was staying with Bob upstairs right after the game. Used to be when the Oilers were starting to, to find their way in this league that the Bruins would come to town the Lightning would come to town. The Leafs, those were all measuring sticks for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, the Oilers are now the measuring sticks for the other teams. And the Leafs, you're always going to get the other team's best game, their best desperation. And tonight and last game, the Oilers' desperation, I don't think, matched the Canucks. It was better tonight. But still, you take away the Oilers' power plays, and this is just a five-on-five game, it's a lot closer than the shot totals would have shown. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's a good point. And the Oilers' power play will win them games or keep them in games and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that every every team yep. has to be excellent at mm-hmm. one or two good things but yeah is, is is the five on five play early in the season well and what we've also seen too the one thing that has been talked about over the last couple of years for the Oilers for them to be Stanley Cup champions uh, to, to go for long runs in the playoffs we saw the teams that have beaten them Vegas rolled four lines Colorado Avalanche rolled four lines. The Oilers have talked about they have more depth now. And I thought, again, I thought the McLeod line uh, had some really good moments in both games. But if you look at the, the time on ice at the end of the night, you've got a line playing five and a half, six minutes. Ryan, uh, Ernie, and Yanmark. And of those five, six minutes, how many of them were shorthanded minutes? So the Oilers have already gone to just three lines. And they're already gone to putting Connor and Leon back together. These were things they wanted to get away from. And here we are in game two, and it's some of the old habits. And again, as a coach, you got those guys, yeah, I want to play them, I want to play them. 
But at the end of the season, when you need those other players come playoff time, yeah. what are they capable of doing? Because we're not seeing it right now. Yeah, I, I mean, not, not a good start here to get nothing out of these two games. Um, at some point in a year, you're going to lose two in a row yep. or more, and mm -hmm. it it's, gets more attention when it's, it's right out of the gate. So I, I do want to preface that. But, you know, again, to reference Kelly Rudy on my show the other night, he says... You want to get your first win as soon as possible. And you've yes. talked about it as a player, even having a zero when you're, like, even if your team is 9-1, and one, if you're supposed to be a 40-goal scorer and you have zero in the goal column, you, you, you still know. 100%. So, you know, the Oilers, you know, again, the, the longer they don't get it going, the, the more they're going to have to deal with the questions and the anxiety from the fan base and all that kind of stuff. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not throwing anybody into panic mode. If you're panicking <laughs> on your own, that's up, that's up to you. But it's... Well, it's not, discouraging to lose, and to some extent, lose the way that they have. You're, you're right, and, and ma to make it even harder for the Oilers right now, the Oilers, many have favored them to win the Stanley Cup, if not to win, to be in the top three teams. The way the Oilers' schedule goes, they have these big breaks between games. So when they lost 8-1, they had three days to sit on it. Sit on it with the press, sit on it with the fan base, all of that. Now they're gone 0-1-2. They don't play again until, when is it, Tuesday? Yep. So there's a, another three-day break, so they have to sit on this and listen to the same questions. Uh, come out in front of everyone and say, okay, what's going wrong with the team? And it wears on you. So, yes, the Oilers, they could end up the first ten games eight and two. And we're going to forget about these first two games. But until they get that first win, the questions are going to be asked, is the pressure too much? What's wrong? Why are you going back into old habits? What's the new defensive strategy like? Why is it not working? You just need a win to be able to put those questions to rest. Yeah, 4-3, the Canucks take it tonight. 2-1 Vancouver after the first, 3-3 after two. Lafferty, the game winner early in the third. And, and even, again, tonight, the, th the things we talk about, um, what happens after a goal? Well, the Oilers, this is the crazy thing tonight, but the first and second periods pretty much started perfectly for the Oilers. Dreisaitl scores 42 seconds into the first. McDavid mm -hmm. scores a minute 45 into the third on a power play. So the power plays come through because it missed an opportunity in the first period yep. to, to, to make it 2-0. The, the game was only tied for 51 seconds. And, and I know eventually the Oilers did tie it again and have a ton of chances. But still, the, the, to me, that might have been the biggest goal of the game. The Oilers start the second period well. They're looking good. Uh, and, the, and I mean, they gave up a 2-0, and that's really the only chance Vancouver had the yep. whole period. Well, it, and it's just a mental uh, mistake. Uh, you're coming up the ice, the Oilers have numbers. There's only three Canucks back, so you can throw a fourth guy up in the rush. You can't throw five. You just can't throw five. And, you know, I've had coaches say, well, if you're on a rush, you can't miss the net like Fogle did, and it goes all the way around. Well, nobody's trying to miss the net. Right. So in that case, if you've got a player back, in proper defensive positioning, now it's not a two-on-zero, and now you can contest the puck that's coming around, and now it's a race for the puck. Pedersen's not going to be able to make that little soft pass for a breakaway. So yeah, it was just the Oilers got caught watching the puck, and that just it's it just a mental mistake. And add to the fact that it was right after you got momentum going on your side, the place was buzzing, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's just this big thud, and something that has plagued the Oilers in the past. I, mean, I, I, I remember you a number of times talking about it last year where at big moments where all of a sudden the opposition scores and they score again real quick. Just not grasping the, what's going on in the game and, and playing to the moment. The Oilers sometimes 
make big mistakes at big moments. And tonight, I'm not sure there's a bigger one than that one right there. Yeah, and, and another thing, and I, I'm going to single out a guy that isn't here anymore just because it's a play I remember. Remember the play where Barry got caught up ice last mm -hmm. year? And you were saying, like, why? <laughs> and the, and the, the, it happened other times last year. Again, mostly early. Mm -hmm. And now you're saying the same thing again tonight. Like, if you're the last defenseman, like, why? Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's like the last defensive back. Don't, don't let the guy run behind well, you into the end zone. Especially <laughs> you when you're not part of the play. Now, I think it was Nurse. Nurse wasn't getting the puck. I mean, they, he was the last. He just got kind of. It's one of those where you're just kind of. Uh, staring at the puck and you're watching or you're mesmerized and I'm just and all of a sudden the puck goes by you and it's like oh no but there's other things tonight too there was a, and it didn't work for the Canucks but Quinn Hughes from his own goal line fired one up and it went off Miller's stick but at a two-on-one Bouchard had cheated up he was at the center and hit Miller's stick and it would have been a wide open two-on-one Again, the Oilers get mesmerized watching the puck, and that's something that has plagued them in the past, that long break breakaway pass where guys are going to the position before they see where the puck is going. So this is a game that was much better, but there's still a lot of yeah. teaching points, and I'm sure they're going to have it, and I'm sure there's a team right now in the dressing room that's not happy with the way this season has started, and there's some players that have had slow starts to the year um, that you expect more. I mean, Evander Kane hasn't had a strong start to his year. Uh... Bouchard has not had a strong start to his year. Those are guys that you know eventually are going to go, get going in the right direction and are big parts of this Oiler team. But those are guys that also play a lot of minutes that if they're not where they need to be or where they're going to be, then he, and it, it slows down. Like Connor McDavid's playing with a guy that's coming back from an injury and a guy that's coming back from an injury. Yeah. So five on five, uh, the McDavid line hasn't scored yet this year. Which is huge. I mean, he's the best player in the world, and they. Yeah, well, they only have one non. They only have four goals. Only one of them's not on the power play. And that was well, actually. That was the first goal. Tonight. They actually could have had four goals on that shift. That might that might have been the best shift the Oilers have had all season long. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, like, well, four shots, and they all could have. And it, actually, the, the play Drysaddle scored on was, was the probably least. the because. And I, I wondered if the Canucks were going to challenge it if he pushed the pad in. But I think he, you could see the puck. Have, so I think DeSmith yeah. might have brought it in. He might have brought it in himself. But on that one, DeSmith actually made two 360s in his crease. Like he just kept circling around. Yeah. He had no idea what was going on. But again, the, give credit to the Canucks. They survived the first 10 minutes. They easily could have been down two or three nothing. They weren't, and that allowed that allowed the the uh, the Canucks to get their their feet going. And then they scored a couple timely goals. The, the Canucks' best players again were good tonight, but they also. Got some goals scored by players down further in yeah, the lineup. Yeah, Nika, you know, Lafferty. Lafferty, Ken Skate, and that was Ekholm oh, he took on. That's what I mean. That Not yeah. only was it a really nice play, you got to look at who he beat on the play. He beat the Oilers' best defensive defenseman. Nice play, but that's one there that uh, if they get the save from Skinner on that one, maybe the game changes, but the Oilers still had ample opportunities after that on their power play, a five-on-three. They weren't able to score, and the Vancouver Canucks, came in and did enough in this hockey yep. game to go away with two points. Yeah. 4-3, the Canucks win it. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Your thoughts uh, on the, you know, what's going through the heads of this team that's 0-2? It's probably something you never thought would happen. 
Well, I think you go to 0-2. I think uh, the big thing for our team uh, that I wanted, I personally wanted to see out of our team was a response. I thought we there was a lot of good things in our game. We're not in the moral victory business, I know that, but um, I saw a response. I saw us way more competitive. We're not there just yet. Um, but I think any game you have 88 shot attempts, 41 on net, you earn seven power plays, you give up 16 shots on net, I think you expect to win those games. It didn't didn't happen that way for us tonight. And um, But I think you win that game more often than you lose it. Why do you think you don't win that game tonight? Uh, why, why, you know what I thought? There were some situations where we gave up goals where we can be better at. Um, just small things. And, you know, we capitalized on three of our chances, but it wasn't enough to win. Um, but there are small things that we can do on each one of those goals. And for us to take a step, that's that's the step we have to take. So well, you allowed 16 shots against, but, you know, you're talking about maybe some great A's there. So how mm-hmm. would you kind of uh, rate your defensive work overall? Well, I think... Uh, I think, you know, you're going to give up grade-A chances in, in games. You're never going to play a perfect game. And I don't think we were anywhere near perfect tonight. Um, but there was just some some mental error on, on some of the goals that, um, you know, we got to clean up. And uh, for me... As I said, the first thing I wanted to measure this game by was our response. I thought that we were ultra competitive. We started the game the way we wanted to start. As I said, we spent the majority of the game in the offensive zone. We earned seven uh, seven power plays, 88 shot attempts, all that type of stuff. It's nice, um, but you don't feel good walking out of the rink because you didn't get the result. But I do believe it's a step in the right direction, but there's some things that we have to clean up. So two, go- two goals on... Net front deflections and a two-on-zero. Yeah. Beyond that, what do you think of Stuart Skinner's? Okay, do you need another save from him, or do you need to be better in front of him? You know what? He's like our team is right now, which is there's good good moments to his game, and there's moments that he can clean up as well. He's just like everyone else that wears that oil drop logo. Uh, we can all be better, and for uh, it's not on one person. Are there moments that all of us can be better? Yeah, including Stuart. Two on zero. Is that one of those ones where you know a, a mental mistake? Just too, too many guys trying to score a goal and nobody, nobody defends. Well, I think it is a. There is a few things that happen on that play. Number one, ideally, you're hitting the net. You're not rimming it out and starting the breakout for the other team. So that's number one. Um, you know, when we commit certain amounts of people to the rush, you don't commit five people to the rush. So those are things that are. You know, obvious. Um, nobody's trying to make it better, and we're going to learn from it and move forward as a team. Jay, are these the defensive pairs that you want to try out for a while? Time, though, too, right? And and uh, so we'll see what uh, is best going to help us try and win a game here in Nashville on Tuesday night. Did the, did putting at home with Bouchard is that kind of you know getting that? Yeah. And, and you know what, it is, um, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't scored at the rate it did in the first couple of games last year, but that's okay. Um, I think it's generated momentum for our team. It scored some big goals to pull us back in the game at the end of it. Uh, tonight, you know, I think we hit a post, we put one off a guy's shoulder. Um, you know, you got to credit the other team. They made uh, some good saves, uh, but I think our power play has been good. What's your plan with your goalies? Do you keep 
kind of playing them both till someone grabs the reins here? What do you think? Yeah, well, I think right now um, we'll evaluate the game tomorrow and, and talk about that as we move forward. But the plan early in the season, obviously, you want to get both of the guys up and running. You're not going to let anybody sit there on the vine and, and not use them. So um, we'll sort that that thing sorts itself out organically. But, you know, um, we expect both of them to play games next week. It's Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach. Canucks win it 4-3. Yeah, the shot attempts. So this is shots on goal, blocked shots, and shots that went wide were 88-33 in favor of the Oilers. <laughs> so uh, on one hand, fair enough, you usually win a game like that. But yep. he pointed out what we were saying. There were concrete reasons the Oilers lost. Yep. I mean, this wasn't, you know, you outshot a team like that and lost uh 2-1 and, you know, two fluky goals against. But, like, there were reasons they lost this game. Well, and so tonight uh, I was watching the end of the San Jose-Colorado game, and the shots in that game were, like, 55-20 to 20 in favor of Colorado. And they won 2-1 in a shootout. The difference between the two games is Colorado, in a game that they dominated, still only gave up one goal. Right. And in a game where the Edmonton Oilers at times dominated, they gave up four goals. And we saw this last year in the playoffs where when they're averaging four goals against in the games, that puts a lot of pressure on you to have to capitalize on all your chances. Now, yeah, the Oilers were the better team, but still gave up four goals. And as you and I were talking about, it wasn't like there were four bad goals on the goaltender. So I think that's the biggest thing is they are making mistakes or are not doing enough right defensively that it's still out. They've given up 12 goals in two games. Now, I mean, they had the big one in Vancouver, but still 12 goals in two games. This is a team right now that is talking about they want to be a better defensive team. Yeah. And so far through two games, things haven't gone the way yeah. they wanted. With a 750 save percentage. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you don't win with a 750 save percentage. I don't care how who we have. You could add a couple other players. You can add Crosby and Matthews and Marner, but if you're not you're 750, it's, it's not good enough. Now, that's on both the goaltenders, but it's also on some of the defensive play that have allowed the opposition teams to have those type of grade-A scoring chances. Sam Lafferty got the game winner. He's the first star tonight. Casey DeSmith, 40 saves. The second star, Nuge, had three points. He's the third star. We give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Um, I, I, both Connor and Leon had the puck on their stick all night long. I think the two of them combined for 15, 15 shots. shots. Yeah. They combined for four points, and they played almost an hour worth of ice between the two of them. They were about 24 minutes each, so uh, I'm going to give the four-star to Connor and Leon. They each scored. Nugent Hopkins had the other one. Not enough for Edmonton. 0-2 as the Canucks take this one 4-3. You can get in touch at 780-496-0063. That's the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You're also going to hear from Stuart Skinner. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland 4 Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. A lunging save. Rebound punched in front. Ryan can't clear. Pedersen moves it. Shot wide. Quinn Hughes. Rebound Pedersen. Miller. Three seconds. Shot wide. Short side. Forked into the corner by Skinner. That was a flurry by the Canucks on the power play right at the end of the second period. Kept it tied 3-3. The save of the game for Crystal Glass called 310Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. However, the Canucks get the 4-3 win in the Oilers' 
home opener. Five straight home openers against the Canucks. Oilers have won three. Vancouver has now won two. Here's Oilers keeper Stuart Skinner. Uh, same with tonight. Uh, definitely want to look back on the fourth one. I'm not really too uh, exactly sure what happened. It's difficult when you're a goalie. Like people say, 16 shots and four goals, but there's two tips from the blue paint and a, a 2 on 0 yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that you want to keep it, you know, have a have good stats and, you know, how to play and, you know, numbers lie. And five shots. What do you think defensively of your team's performance? right? You know, it was a really good game. But a Smith there, he. He played fantastic, and you got to give credit where credit's due. So, um, yeah, there's there's stuff that we got to work on. Uh, we're going to work through those kinks and get better. What does a goalie do on a two and zero? You don't get a lot of two and zeros in a goalie. Really, really depends what they do on their two on two and zero. Um, that one is a little bit interesting. Uh, Pedersen kind of threw a slow pass, so I kind of thought he would get a pass back. I mean, they normally do. Um, and then you're, you really just count how many passes they t- take. But in this case, shot right away. Uh, not too sure if you meant to go five-hole. It's something you guys could ask them. But, um, yeah, it is what it is, and um, it's a good goal. What's the overall, you know, how's this team feeling about itself? Obviously, 0-2, no one's happy with that. Um, you know, what's the sense back there? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of frustration. Uh, obviously, you want to start 2-0, not 0-2. But uh, in my opinion, I believe adversity never kills you i think it makes you a lot stronger and for us to face it early on might be a really good thing for the long term so uh it just really depends how we bounce back from this and determines how we bounce back from any adversity that we're gonna encounter moving on because we will face adversity we're gonna have games like this i'm gonna get 16 shots let four in i mean it's how you kind of respond to that so uh we're gonna face adversity again but it's just how this group's gonna respond and i know that these guys I know everybody in here, and we have uh, we have a lot of grit, and we know how to bounce back, and we're uh, we're a hell of a team. So I have nothing but trust for these guys. All right, that's Stuart Skinner takes the loss in net tonight. 4-3 Canucks over the Oilers. 12 saves for Skinner, 37 at the other end for Casey DeSmith. Frank is a winner tonight of a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. He took Rob Brown's advice, took the over on total power play goals in this game. I set the line at two and a half. There were three. See, we get to split the prize then. Could have been more. Well, the Oilers needed there to be more. Yeah, they certainly did. I honestly, when they got when the puck went over the boards to give them a five on three, I, only, I honestly thought the yeah. game was over. I thought they're going to score early on the five on three, pop another one, and take the lead. I was shocked, shocked they didn't well, put one in there. And that was three. such a downer of a play for the Canucks because Giuseppe made a great play to get the puck off McDavid and then whipped it over the glass. And I was well, thinking, they, well, there's the break the Oilers need. 100%, because he, if he ices the puck, the Oilers' first power play in it would have left the ice dejected. They would have hit the second unit, and all of a sudden, all momentum would have went to the Canucks' way. But on that, J.T. Miller, down 5-on-3, won back-to-back face-offs that allowed the, 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 the Vancouver Canucks to get the puck out a couple times and waste some time. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Terry standing by. Hi, Terry, go ahead, please. Hello, guys. This is Terry Lund calling. I have uh, two points I'd like to make, and then I'd like to hear your response. Number one, 
<clears throat> the team that we saw playing today, Vancouver Canucks, um, has been uh, a project in the making for a while, and the architect was Jim Benning. And I think uh, if this goes on too much longer with our team, he would be a good replacement for Ken Bowler, number one. Number two, um, we saw a hell of a goalie on the other side today, Casey DeSmith. So Canucks have two very good goalies. We have a, a, a lot of depth up front. We have two very good centers. Do you think the Canucks would uh, be open to a trade for, say, like, uh, you know, maybe dry subtle in a first for Casey to Smith? Are you, I, are you you're serious? Not serious? You're, I, Casey, Casey to Smith, Smith is, is not is, as is good not, as either one not, of our goalies. He's not considered a, a great goalie. Well, well, we just look what he did to us today. Well, that's I mean, one, in high, one high game, you're going to trade Leon dry and a first round pick for a career backup. Thanks for calling, Terry. The Smith is not as good as either goaltender the Edmonton Oilers have. Not as good. And, well, he had a great night. He did tonight. have a great night. Fantastic. Good for him. Yes. Wow, it didn't take long to get a, <laughs> you know, a trade suggestion. <laughs> yeah, that was a little shocking. A little bit. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on six thirty ched dot com. Allows you to print up a coupon. For a free appetizer at Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Let's bring Sean onto the show as well. Sean, go ahead. Hey, guys. The best stuff. Diehard Oilers fans obviously frustrated with this loss. I mean, let's give credit where credit is due. The Vancouver Canucks have, you know, been the better team overall. The first game, the second game, yes, I understand that, they, you know, we outshot them. I don't care about that garbage. End of the day, seven power plays. And 5-on-5, uh, five five, I mean, the Canucks are a better team. Overall, this team, I mean, the Canucks have a lot of game breakers, and we're, they're basically scoring goals on us left, right, and center. I mean, the goaltending's better. And uh, when you say that, you know, Connor, as much as we love Connor and appreciate Connor, and when we say, you know, people say that, hey, this team's the, you know, he's the best player in the NHL, I disagree. You know, he's not a, he's a great scorer, but he's not the best player in the game. you got to play defense. Unfortunately, he can't play defense, and he's, you know, horrible in his own end. Look at look at Elias Pettersson. The guy has the, scores 100 points. Is a, is a better two-way player than McDavid. He's better in his own end than McDavid. McDavid doesn't know what defense is, and he needs to be held accountable. Same with Dreisaitl in their own end. Five on five, the Canucks were a better team. And when people say that we're going to be a Stanley Cup contender or a Cup winner, I don't see it. That goal team that we have is atrocious. Our defense is atrocious. The Canucks didn't even have what Susie out there. They didn't have Luger. They're missing like three guys. Mateo. They're missing three guys, and they still walked in here and got four points. They beat us 12 to four. So we're not cup contenders at the end of the day. Uh, the Canucks are full value for, you know, the wins here. Uh, you know, it's, I hate so to are the Canucks cup contenders? I'm not saying they're cup contenders, but they've walked in and they beat us twice. I mean, they're deep, they're, their structure is a lot better. This team is not the same team from what I've seen the last two games. So at the end of the day, we'll see how the season plays out. But if, right now, as you speak, the, we're not cup contenders. Can you honestly say that with Jack, you know, with, with Skinner, with Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell, that we're cup contenders? We don't have goaltending. And we don't have the depth on defense. That's okay, Sean. What, like seriously, dude. Like, did you? So Stuart Skinner has that great season last year, and now you're done with him after two games. Is that what and I'm hearing here? What, what I'm saying is, we need an elite goaltender. We don't have an elite goaltender, a goaltender that could take the cup. We don't match up well against. What the did you think? What like, did you think of Aiden Hill a year ago? I well, mean, I understand got, what you're saying, but I mean, you're 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 l- losing your mind here after no, two games. No, I don't think so because if you look at Aiden Hill, look at Vegas. The defense is better than ours. 
Like, okay, that's like, different than okay, not that's being a league That's true, but that's different than a league goaltender. We don't even have a breaking defenseman like Quinn Hughes. Like, can you see him out there? We don't even have that. He starts not even in the league. So at the end of the day, we'd have to temper our expectations. we got to get the win in Nashville. At the end of the day, we can't start 0-3. We can't be chasing the game, chasing, you know. At the end of the day, McDavid's got to show up and play better defense at the end of the day. And that's all I've got to say. Hope you guys have a good night. Okay, Sean. Tell you what, guys, we're not taking any more calls if that's going to be the quality. So if you're on hold, hang up. We're not going to talk to anybody else tonight. Enough of that. Uh, let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. Played his first game of the season this evening. Here is defenseman Matthias Ekholm. Disappointing, I know, uh, the off to the start that you're at. What do you think the difference was tonight, Matthias? Great question. Um, <clears throat> I thought we, uh, I thought for the most part, we played a pretty good game. I think we came out really hot. I think we had a great start. Um, fell back a little bit to the last 10, 12 minutes of that first period, but came out in the second, played really well. Uh, I mean, I, I think overall third, too, I thought we, we, we played well. It wasn't um, a lack of effort, a lack of, of um, anything there. Uh, I think when you shoot, correct me if I'm wrong, 40 shots almost to, to their 16, it's uh, you should win on most nights. They snuck one out, so uh, we'll have to learn from that, obviously, and then the mistakes we did defensively. But other than that, I, I really liked our start. I, overall, I, I thought I liked our, our game to uh, a certain point, but uh, we can obviously be better uh, as well. You stepped right into regular season hockey, which I imagine you know can't be easy without having any exhibition games and such. Did you feel that a little bit tonight? Yeah, it's the pace for sure. I mean, it's you can you can uh, skate on your own or skate with the team, but there's not a whole different level when you come out in, in game action. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it'll take a couple of games here before I get my legs under me, but uh, it's nice to have the first one away. What did you make of the defensive effort? You guys only gave up 16 shots but four goals. Yeah, I mean, it's those two tips. Obviously, we we can do a better job in that front, but and and maybe a little bit. Uh, in, in that area, just in front of our goaltender, we we can bear down a little bit more. But again, overall, I think we're we did a decent job. I think we did a pretty good job, to be honest. I, th- I didn't think we were under duress too much. I didn't think they had too um, too long of a shifts in in our end or, or anything like that. It's just uh, just a matter of tightening up tightening up those little details to make sure they don't get timely goals. Zach was saying lapses a little bit. Do you, do you feel the same way? Just you know. It's- not a lot of them, but enough of them to make it kind of difficult. For yeah. Uh, obviously, we lost the game. So, I mean, there's four moments in the game that we would like to have back. But um, at the same time, you got to look at 60 minutes and the effort, and, and it's a long season. So, um, again, I think uh, if we keep this uh, shot clock that lopsided in, in most of our games this year, I think we're going to end up on the winning side. We didn't tonight, so we'll learn from it and move on. Obviously, the 2 on O that they got, was that just a case of your team pressing for the... That obviously shouldn't happen. Yeah, it was. Maybe it was a, a bit of uh, over, I guess, will to score a goal there. Um, it's one of those classic things when you're coming down the wing, don't try to... try it, Just hit the net, I guess. Don't don't try to hit it back, but we got to also have some guy stands back. You can't let up a 2 on O. Obviously, that's... Um, one that we could have uh, prevented, but at the same time, it's early in the season, and, and we're we're still trying to, to find our groove here. I thought we did that at times, and then, as you said, there's a, a few lapses that that'll happen throughout the game. All right, that is Matthias Ekholm back in action tonight. Let's check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals. Visit uh, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Busy night 
in the NHL. Uh, Golden Knights over the Ducks 4-1. Hurricanes beat the Kings 6-5 in a shootout. Avalanche outshoot the Sharks 52-21. Win 2-1 in a shootout. Blues in a shootout 2-1 over the Kraken. Penguins beat the Flames 5-2. Matthews another hat trick. Maple Leafs 7, Minnesota 4. Islanders knock off the Sabres 3-2. Canadians beat the Blackhawks 3-2. Blue Jackets win at home 5-3 against the Rangers. Red Wings over the Lightning 6-4. The Jets get a win against the Panthers 6-4. Bruins beat the Predators 3-2. Senators beat the Flyers 5-2 earlier today here on 6:30. Ched Alouettes 35, Elks 20. One. Okay, I'll, uh, we'll get a call here. You're, you're going Jesse, soft. Jesse, you're on thin ice here, thanks to the two people who preceded you. Which superstar are you giving up on? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, uh, listen, I, I, I know I won't. This, this won't be a popular call with uh, the Oilers fans, as um, as I heard the last two callers, but I, I don't want to say I'm happy, but... I'm not disappointed on what, what, what has happened the last two games. To me, it just shows kind of what went back to last year. I mean, it's showing some of the same things that we've had to deal with last year and even going into the playoffs, and it's kind of resurfacing a little bit here, even more so than we wanted to. And, um, you know, I just, I just know that they'll figure it out. And then I'm glad it's happening this early instead of in, like, March and April, if you know what I'm trying to say. You know, like, it's the same thing over again, and it seems like we're going into the season the same way, and Holland will figure it out. We'll get it straightened out. He'll do what he needs to do. I don't want to crap on anybody. It is what it is. And this is this is a pro hockey team with, with two of the best players in the league. Let's just calm down. It'll get worked out. But the one thing I do want to bring up is how do you think Brown, Connor Brown has looked on the McDavid line in the last two games? I, I'm, I'm not sold yet, and I don't want to give up. But well, I know no, they're not, they're not the going to give up on No, no, I'm not either. And I, and I know he did pretty good in the preseason. But the last couple games, it just looks like he's been tight. Or is that the wrong way to look at it? Like, just trying too hard, and he just needs to lose up. And I know Connor McDavid will not give up on this guy. He will give him every yeah, thanks, chance. Thanks, Jesse. We'll love Rob jumping in. He, he, Connor Brown's a good hockey player. And as the season goes on, he's going to get better and better. But this is a guy that was out for a full year. And it doesn't matter how hard you work in the summer, how hard you work in training camp or in practice. It's not the same as NHL regular season games. The game's become faster. You're playing only against the best in the world. And it's going to take time. I think he's shown flashes of what he's capable of doing. But, I mean, in all honesty, the five on five dealers haven't been great, and their line has not been great. Uh, he, Kane, and, and McDavid, to the point where in both games, uh, when they fell behind, Jay Woodcroft has changed and put Leon and Connor back together again. So, uh, Connor Brown is going to be fine. It's going to take him a little while to find his sea legs. Uh, and probably, I don't know, 20 games, 30 games into the season, we're going to be seeing what a great addition Connor Brown was to our team. Yeah, uh, Brown played 15-26 tonight. Minus one, uh, didn't have a shot. At, he was, he and Derek Ryan were the only Oilers without even a shot attempt. I'm not sure Derek Ryan had more than two minutes, five-on-five five play. Yeah, that's a good point. He only played 5-21. Went four for four in face-offs. Good on him. Uh, Evander Kane played 20 and a half minutes. Two shots, had four others blocked. Two others that went wide. Credited with four hits. Had a huge hit in the uh, oh. first period. Set the tone right there. 
Yeah. Uh, all right, 780. We'll do one more call here. We got, I think, Frank's one of our regulars. Frank, go ahead. Hey, guys, I'm not going to suggest that anybody gets traded. I think uh, Rob was right when he said a little adversity is probably going to help us in the long run. I've got a lot of respect for Rick Dockett as a coach. I think what he did tonight was he put in place a structure, a uh, system, if you wish, that uh, would give uh, the Vancouver Canucks the opportunity to uh, to win or to play well against us, and it worked. He's going to it's going to give the Vancouver Canucks a lot of confidence moving forward, and uh, so kudos to them. Uh, in the long run, I hope Vancouver plays well because I'd like to see them uh, do well, the Canadian team, etc. And uh, but I think the Oilers are going to be just fine. I think uh, the adversity will help them in the long run. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're going to go 0 and 82. It's 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 frustrating that uh, that they start 0 and 2 with some you know games where there's some obvious things that needed to be cleaned yep. up. I, I picked Vancouver to make the playoffs. My predictions usually aren't worth worth much, but <laughs> worth much. But I threw in as a bonus on Bob Show that Talkett would win Coach of the Year. If they win the st- if they make the playoffs, then you'll, you'll probably have a chance. A chance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love I love, I, I love talking as a coach. I played a very short amount of time with him. He's a, a he's a wonderful human being. Uh, but I mean, let's not today's game. The Vancouver Canucks did get outshot forty-one to sixteen, so it wasn't a perfect game by the Vancouver Canucks either. They were, they made some huge errors that were bailed out by both great goaltending, some good bounces, and some desperate play. Uh, so as, as much as Vancouver got two points, I'm sure Rick Tockett is going back with the video saying, okay, we got to be much better because most games the Vancouver Canucks do not win when they get outshot 41-16. We got a winner in uh, Angie. Jane won this. She got the first goal, right? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Jane's name is going to the grand, pl- grand prize draw for a playoff party for uh, nine of her friends at Sherlock Holmes with a $1,000 food and beverage credit. Oh, I like that one. She uh, picked Drysaddle to get the first goal for the order, so she goes in the grand They should draw. invite that's, Reed that's, and Rob that's, that's to, to that party, too. We'll come and entertain them. Or I will, anyways. I like Sherlock Holmes. Been there many, many times. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, quick, uh, so they're off tomorrow. They'll practice and fly on Monday. Play Nashville. I mean, I would guess they put Campbell. I would imagine Campbell back in net. That game, yeah. uh, with, the, I mean, with the puck, probably try to do a lot of the same things, <laughs> even if you need a little bit more five on five and uh, clean up some of the the self-inflicted wounds. Well, and that's what they were self-inflicted. And I mean, the number of chances there. I mean, Connor and Leon had 15 shots today. Uh, they got two goals. Most nights, that's four or five goals. The puck's going to find the back of the net, and everyone's going to forget about the first two games. But there are a lot of things the Oilers need to clean up. They know that this was supposed to be a much better defensive year for the Edmonton Oilers. It has not been thus far. All right, so that next game broadcast is going to be Tuesday, 4.30 face-off show, game at 6, Oilers at the Nashville Predators, as always, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Big thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place. Also worked the Elks game earlier. Troy, there is no overtime in this industry. I'm sorry. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell as well, our studio producer back at 6.30. Ched, we've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers are 0-2. They drop a 4-3 decision to the Canucks.